0: She, however, saw few limitations to what a woman could do and had built her career on the premise. Her doctor had urged the trip in response to a spell of poor health. Sea air had long been understood to have a great curative effect for almost anything that ailed one. But it would seem she needed little persuading. In addition to establishing and running her school, Mrs. Willard had written textbooks on geography and history. Her history of the United States or Republic of America had proven sufficiently profitable to make her financially independent. She was a statuesque woman of classic features. A Roman nose gave her a particularly strong profile. And in her role as a schoolmistress, she dressed invariably in the finest black silk or satin, her head crowned with a white turban. She was a splendid-looking woman then in her prime, "'and fully realized my idea of a queen,' remembered one of her students. "'Do your best, and your best will be growing better,' Mrs. Willard was fond of telling them. "'Leaving the school in the care of her sisters, she boarded her ship for France, "'accompanied by her twenty-year-old son John, ready to face whatever lay ahead. "'To see Europe at long last, to expand her knowledge that way, was her life's wish,' and she was determined to take in all she possibly could in the time allotted, to benefit not only herself and her students, but the women of her country. Oliver Wendell Holmes, Wendell as he was known, was also going in serious pursuit of learning. A graduate of Harvard and a poet, he had already attained fame with his Old Ironsides, a poetic tribute to the USS Constitution that had helped save the historic ship from the scrap heap. I tear her tattered ensign down, long has it waved on high, and many an eye has danced to see that banner in the sky. Beneath it rung the battle shout, and burst the cannon's roar, the meteor of the ocean air shall sweep the clouds no more. He had tasted the intoxicating pleasure of authorship, as he would write, but feeling unsuited for a literary life only, He had tried law school for a year, then switched to medicine. It was to complete his medical training that he, with several other young men from Boston, set off for Paris, then widely regarded as the world's leading center of medicine and medical training. Among the others were James Jackson, Jr. and Jonathan Mason Warren, the sons of Boston's two most prominent physicians, James Jackson and John Collins Warren, who had founded the Massachusetts General Hospital. For both these young men, going to Paris was as much the heart's desire of their fathers as it was their own. Wendell Holmes, on the other hand, had to overcome the strong misgivings of a preacher father for whom the expense of it all would require some sacrifice, and who worried exceedingly over what might become of his son's morals in such a notoriously licentious place as Paris. But the young man had persisted. If he was to be anything better than a rural dispenser of pills and powders, he said, he needed at least two years in the Paris hospitals. Besides, he craved relief from the sameness of his life and the weight of Calvinism at home. Recalling the upbringing he, his sisters, and his brother had received, Holmes later wrote, We learned nominally that we were a set of little fallen wretches, exposed to the wrath of God by the fact of that existence which we could not help. I do not think we believed a word of it. Charles Sumner had closed the door on a nascent Boston law practice and borrowed $3,000 from friends to pursue his scholarly ambitions on his own abroad. As a boy in school he'd shown little sign of a brilliant career. At Harvard he'd been well-liked but far from distinguished as a scholar.